0: Welcome to my podcast for artists, spiritualists, and writers. My name is Jace Lee Anderson, and this episode is about a book that was written by Julia Cameron in 1992 The Artist's Way. The Artist's Way is meant for anyone wanting to experience a deeper sense of creativity and a greater sense of purpose. The book acts as your guide down a path of self transformation. And a full recovery of your inner artist the entire course of the artist's way consists of two simple commitments the first commitment is to before anything every morning fill out three entire pages of a journal with everything and anything that comes to mind and if nothing comes up you can fill the pages out with nothing seems to be coming to mind i'm just sitting here writing with a pen the ink is black, da, da 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 and when three pages have been filled, simply move on with your day. These morning pages are meant to be private. Try to stay away from reading them even to yourself. The other commitment is to go on what is called an artist's date, once a week for at least one hour. An artist state is simply time spent alone doing something that you truly enjoy, such as perusing a local museum, going to the movies, checking out a thrift store, going for a walk or a hike, anything really, as long as it is done in solitude and provokes a sense of guilt-free joy, wonder, curiosity, or inspiration. With these two simple commitments, you are asked to remember and reflect on these 10 basic principles. 1. Creativity is the natural order of life. Life is energy, pure, creative energy. 2. There is an underlying, indwelling, creative force infusing all of life, including ourselves. 3. When we open ourselves to our creativity, we open ourselves to the creator's creativity within us and our lives. Four, we are ourselves creations, and we in turn are meant to continue creativity by being creative ourselves. Five, creativity is God's gift to us. Using our creativity is our gift back to God. Six, the refusal to be creative is self-will and is counter to our true nature. Seven. When we open ourselves to exploring our creativity, we open ourselves to God, good, orderly direction. Eight. As we open our creative channel to the Creator, many gentle but powerful changes are to be expected. Nine. It is safe to open ourselves up to greater and greater creativity. 10. Our creative dreams and yearnings come from a divine source. As we move toward our dreams, we move toward our divinity. Working with the morning pages, we begin to sort through the differences between our real feelings, which are often secret, and our official feelings, those on the record for public display. Official feelings are often indicated by the phrase, I feel okay about that thing, What do we mean by I feel okay? The morning pages force us to get specific. Does I feel okay mean I feel resigned, accepting, comfortable, detached, numb, tolerant, pleased, or satisfied? What does it mean? Okay is a blanket word for most of us. It covers all sorts of squirmy feelings and it frequently signals a loss. We officially feel okay, but do we? At the root of a successful creative recovery is the commitment to puncture our denial, to stop saying it's okay, when in fact it's something else. The morning pages press us to answer, what else? Many of us tend to neglect or abandon the pages whenever an unpleasant piece of clarity is about to emerge. If we are, for example, Very, very angry, but not admitting it, then we will be tempted to say we feel okay about that. The morning pages will not allow us to get away with this evasion, so we tend to avoid them. If we have this creeping feeling that our lover is not being totally honest with us, the morning pages are liable to bring this creepy possibility up, and with it, the responsibility for an unsettling conversation rather than face this mess, we will mess up on doing the morning pages. By contrast, if we are suddenly and madly in love, the morning pages may seem threatening. We don't want to puncture this fragile and shiny bubble of our happiness. We want to stay lost in the sea of a blissful us, rather than be reminded that there is an I in the we, or an I, E-Y-E, in the we, that is temporarily blinded. In short, Extreme emotions of any kind, the very thing that morning pages are superb for processing, are the usual triggers for avoiding the pages themselves. Just as an athlete accustomed to running becomes irritable when he is unable to get his miles in, so too those of us accustomed now to morning pages will notice an irritability when we let them slide. We are tempted, always, to reverse cause and effect. I was too crappy to write them instead of... I didn't write them, so I am crabby. Over any considerable period of time, the morning pages perform spiritual chiropractic. They realign our values. If we are to the left or to the right of our personal truth, the pages will point out the need for a course adjustment. We will become aware of our drift and correct it, if only to hush the pages up. To thine own self be true, the pages say, while busily pointing that self out. If you want to work on your art, work on your life. That's another way of saying that in order to have self-expression, we must first have a self to express. That is the business of the morning pages. I, myself, feel this way, and that way, and this way. No one else need agree with me, but this is what I feel. The process of identifying a self inevitably involves loss as well as gain. We discover our boundaries, and those boundaries by definition separate us from our fellows. As we clarify our perceptions, we lose our misconceptions. As we eliminate ambiguity, we lose illusions as well. We arrive at clarity, and clarity creates change. I have outgrown this thing, may appear in the morning pages. At first, it is a troubling perception. Over time, it becomes a call for action, and then an action plan. This thing is not working for me, the morning pages say. And then, I wonder about that other thing. And then, I wonder if I'm not just bored with me. In addition to posing problems, the pages may also pose solutions. I am bored with me. It would be fun to try this instead. Or, I noticed something the other day. It sounds interesting. As we notice which friends bore us, which situations leave us stifled, we are often rocked by waves of sorrow. We may want our illusions back. We want to pretend the friendship works. We don't want the trauma of searching for another job. Faced with impending change, change we have set in motion through our own hand, we want to mutiny, curl up in a ball, all our eyes out. No pain, no gain, the nasty slogan has it, as we resent this pain no matter what gain it is bringing us. I don't want to raise my consciousness, we wail. I want. That, 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 that. And thanks to the morning pages, we learn what we actually want and ultimately become willing to make the changes needed to get it. But not without a tantrum. And not without a Kriya which is a Sanskrit word meaning a spiritual emergency, or surrender, or a spiritual seizure, or a cry of the soul as it is rung through changes. We all know what a Kriya looks like. It is the bad case of the flu right after you've broken up with your lover. It's the rotten head cold and bronchial cough that announces you've abused your health to meet an unreachable work deadline. That asthma attack out of nowhere, when you've just done a round of caretaking your alcoholic sibling. That's a kriya too. Always significant, frequently psychosomatic, kriyas are the final result our psyche adds to our injuries. Get it? a kriya asks you. In 12-step groups, kriyas are often called surrenders. People are told, just let go. And they would if they knew what they were holding on to. With the morning pages in place and the artist dates in motion, the radio set stands half a chance of picking up the messages you are sending and or receiving. The pages round up the usual suspects. They mention the small hurts we prefer to ignore, the large successes we fail to acknowledge. In short, the morning pages point the way to reality. This is how you're feeling? What do you make of that? And what we make of that is often art. People frequently believe the creative life is grounded in fantasy. The more difficult truth is that creativity is grounded in reality, in the particular, the focused, the well-observed, or specifically imagined. As we lose our vagueness about ourself, our values, our life situation, we become available to the moment. It is there, in the particular, that we contact the creative self. Until we experience the freedom of solitude, we cannot connect authentically. We may be enmeshed, but we are not encountered. Art lies in the moment of encounter. We meet our truth and we meet ourselves. We meet ourselves and we meet our self-expression. We become original because we become something specific, an origin from which work flows. As we gain, or regain, our creative identity— we lose the false self we were sustaining. The loss of this false self can feel traumatic. Remember that the more you feel yourself to be terra incognita, the more certain you can be that the creative recovery process is working. You are your own promised land, your own new frontier. Shifts in tastes and perceptions frequently accompany shifts in identity. One of the clearest signals that something healthy is afoot is the impulse to weed out, sort through, and discard old clothes, papers, and belongings. I don't need this anymore, we say as we toss a low self-worth shirt into a giveaway pile. I'm sick of this broken-down dresser and its 16 coats of paint, as the dresser goes off to a thrift store. By tossing out the old and unworkable, we make way for the new and suitable. A closet stuffed with ratty old clothes does not invite new ones. A house overflowing with odds and ends and tidbits you've held on to for some day has no space for the things that might truly enhance us today. When the search and discard impulse seizes you, two cross-currents are at work. The old you is leaving and grieving, while the new you celebrates and grows strong. As with any rupture, there is both tension and relief— Long-seated depression breaks up like an ice flow. Long-frozen feelings thaw, melt, cascade, flood, and often overrun their container, you. You may find yourself feeling volatile and changeable. You are. Be prepared for bursts of tears and of laughter. A certain giddiness may accompany sudden stabs of loss. Think of yourself as an accident victim walking away from the crash. Your old life is crashed and burned. Your new life isn't apparent yet. You may feel yourself to be temporarily without a vehicle. Just keep walking. If this description sounds dramatic, it is only to prepare you for possible emotional pyrotechnics. You may not have them. Your changes may be more like cloud movements, from overcast to partly cloudy it is important to know that no matter which form your growth takes, there is another kind of change, slower and more suitable, accumulating daily whether you sense its presence or not. Nothing dramatic is happening to me. I don't think the process is working, is often said by someone who is changing at the speed of light. Once we engage in the process of morning pages and artist dates, We begin to move at such velocity that we do not even realize the pace. Just as travelers on a jet are seldom aware of their speed unless they hit a patch of turbulence, so too travelers on the artist's way are seldom aware of the speed of their growth. This is a form of denial that can tempt us to abort the recovery process that isn't happening to us. Oh yes, it is. When we have engaged the Creator within us to heal us, many changes and shifts in our attitudes begin to occur. Many of these will not be recognizable at first as healing. In fact, they may seem crazy and even destructive. At best, they will seem eccentric. There will be a change in energy patterns. Your dreams will become stronger and clearer, both by night and by day. You will find yourself remembering your nighttime dreams, and by day, daydreams will catch your attention. Fantasy of a benign and unexpected sort will begin to crop up. Many areas of your life that previously seemed to fit will stop fitting. Half your wardrobe will start to look funny. You may decide to reupholster a couch or just toss it out. Musical bends may alter. There may even be bursts of spontaneous singing, dancing, running. You may find your candor unsettling. I don't like that, is a sentence that will leave your mouth, or, I think that's great. In short, your tastes and judgments and personal identity will begin to show through. What you have been doing is wiping the mirror. Each day's morning pages take a swipe at the blur you have kept between you and your real self. As your image becomes clearer, it may surprise you. You may discover very particular likes and dislikes that you hadn't acknowledged. A fondness for cactuses. So why do I have these pots of ivy? A dislike for brown. So why do I keep wearing that sweater if I never feel right in it? Conditioned as we are to accept other people's definitions of us, this emerging individuality can seem to us like self-will-run riot. It is not. The snowflake pattern of your soul is emerging. Each of us is a unique, creative individual. But we often blur that uniqueness with sugar, alcohol, drugs, overwork, underplay, bad relations, toxic sex, under-exercise, over-TV, under-sleep. Many and varied forms of junk food for the soul. The pages help us to see these smears on our consciousness. If you look over the time you have been doing your morning writing you will see that many changes have entered your life as a result of your willingness to clear room in it for your creator's actions. You will have noticed an increased, sometimes disconcerting, sense of personal energy, some bursts of anger, some flashpoints of clarity. People and objects may have taken on a different meaning to you. There will be a sense of the flow of life. That you are brought into new vistas as you surrender to moving with the flow of God. This is clear already. You may well be experiencing a sense of both bafflement and faith. You are no longer stuck, but you cannot tell where you are going. You may feel that this can't keep up. You may long for the time when there was no sense of possibility, when you felt more victimized, when you didn't realize how many small things you could do to improve your own life. It is normal to yearn for some rest when you are moving so rapidly. What you will learn to do is rest in motion, like lying down in a boat. Your morning pages are your boat. They will both lead you forward and give you a place to recuperate from your forward motion. It is difficult for us to realize that this process of going inside and writing pages can open an inner door through which our Creator helps and guides us. Our willingness swings this inner door open. The morning pages symbolize our willingness to speak to and hear God. They lead us into many other changes that also come from God and lead us to God. This is the hand of God moving through your hand as you write. It is very powerful. One technique that can be very reassuring at this point is to use your morning pages or part of them, for written affirmation of your progress. Put it in writing, we often say when making a deal. This is a special power in writing out the deal we are making with our Creator. I receive your good willingly and thy will be done are two short affirmations that when written in the morning remind us to be open to increased good during the day. I trust my perceptions is another powerful affirmation to use as we undergo shifts in identity. A stronger and clearer me is emerging. Choose affirmations according to your need. As you excavate your buried dreams, you need the assurance that such explorations are permissible. I recover and enjoy my identity. You've been listening to my podcast for artists, spiritualists, and writers. My name is Jace Lee Anderson, and I want you to start making a practice out of keeping a journal. Write in it first thing every morning, filling out three whole pages. Take your inner artist child on a play date. Go explore something fun and exciting for a few hours, at least once a week. But for now, thank you for listening.